Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And let's talk about the fine print this week on the show. Uh, who reads it? I mean, I think we've all yeah. the Apple and guy tunes this that or the other we probably agreed to and scroll to the bottom where do you have to right. click or you know whatever it's one of those things right i mean they're just ridiculously long who reads them right yeah. so we want to talk a little bit about the financial fine print today phil yeah uh because on this we we've gone through i don't know the last two years or so and we've kind of looked at emails and various things that come in from people you know just kind of stating some things that they felt like they didn't get the full details on when they mm -hmm. agreed to it. Right? right. So I want you to kind of break down these a little bit. Um, and these are just emails that have come in from, we, we host and, and produce a lot of financial shows. So this is not sure. specific to any one person. It's just a general consensus kind of a general, yeah. Yeah, of how people kind of react to uh, various different things. So I've got some, some statements and I just kind of want you to kind of break them down for us and sure. why it's in, important to be working with a professional who does break it down and explain, explains the, uh, the fine print a little bit. And then yeah. also com and then also common sense, right? Some of that's on us too. Right. Right. Some of it's on you, but I mean, to your point, you should be working with a financial advisor that has had this discussion with you ahead of time. <laughs> Right now, I mean, it's one of those things that I'm sure there's lots of numbers and information and maybe you don't remember it. Right. Or, right. It's, oh, yeah. You, you know, as we're talking, oh, yeah, now I remember you talking about that. But right. I mean, it, it should have been something that doesn't totally catch you by surprise up front. Right. And so, consumers are always going to be consumers, right? And that's what we are right. at the end of the day. If we're if we're getting a plan from you or if we're getting a strategy or whatever the case is, in some degree or another, you're a consumer. Right. And right. so we always kind of. There's always going to be those folks who didn't hear it right or didn't remember it and yep. get a little upset. I mean, that's that's kind of par for that's, the what, yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, we've got a few of these that are, and again, the consensus is kind of fairly similar around some of these couple sure. of topics. So uh, one of them is around uh, rate increases on insurance. Okay. A lot of times people yep. are like, hey, I just, I got this big rate increase and I just don't know where it came from. Right. They're right. kind of kind of caught off guard by it. Uh, is that in the fine print? Is that something that we should be able to ascertain early on? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I'm sure it's in there, but it's not going to give you specifics, you know, but okay. it, this, this almost comes back to common sense too, you know, and, right. and specifically like with long-term care, okay. you know, I, I think that's one of those things that um, when they, when it originally came out, it was relatively cost-effective, you know, right. uh, very inexpensive maybe to what it is today. Because it was new and from an insurance company standpoint, they didn't really fully understand the risk. You know, they hadn't, there was not a lot of claim experience to, to base things on. Okay. Right. So unfortunately, this is one of those where, you know, we've had clients that have come in similar to, you know, maybe what you've had questions from the, the um, other audiences um, from, but, right. you know, they all of a sudden they got this rate increase and it wasn't even a policy necessarily that we had uh, worked with them on, but you know, what do I do? You know, I, I've been paying X amount a month and all of a sudden I'm going to have a 20, 30, 40%, 50% increase that we've seen on some of these, Sure. you know, and, and here's the options. You can keep it, but this is what it's going to cost you, or you're going to have to, you know, take a lesser benefit or whatever the case is. And this is typically long-term care insurance. Long-term care is really notorious for this recently. Yeah. In, in the last yeah. probably five years, we've seen a lot of this and it's just a matter of number one, we're aging, right? You know, yeah. the insurance companies are starting to realize their the claim side of this. 
you know, so at the end of the day, they're living longer, they're running right? Through, so, run, yeah. They're running through the numbers and, and having more people come on claim and have to yeah. pay claims. Yeah. And, you know, everyone wants to throw the insurance company under the bus and say, oh, that dirty insurance company, they just want to charge me more. Right. Yeah, they, they do, but you want them to, too, because if they don't have the money to pay, maybe when you need the insurance, they're not there. You know, That's and they point. can't they yeah. can't just whimsically throw out these rate increases and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, your premium's going up 40% this year. Yeah. They, they've got to go through a lot of hurdles and they've got to get improved by each of the state's insurance commissioner, that, that rate increase. That's a great point. So they've got to prove to the insurance commissioner, hey, look, we don't have the resources to pay these claims that are coming in. For us to make this work, here's what we have to present as options and, and get approval by them to be able to do this. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's never fun or easy or fair, you know, necessarily. But it's something just to understand, it, you know, with most insurances, as things happen, claims happen, it's going to go expected. up. Yeah, I mean, it's so a lot of times this happens with long term care because they're they're um, guaranteed right there. They can't take it away. OK, but it, but it's what's called annually renewable, meaning every uh, year right. you get a new premium. Here's your premium for the next year. It's no different than your home. OK, your so auto, if, if you heard your, that going into it, you kind of need to expect that a little bit that I would. Yes, feel. And this yeah. is something I tell every client. We don't use a lot of that traditional long term care because of that. It's annually renewable. I, right. I can tell you what it is today. I have no idea what it's going to be in five years. Yeah, now, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. It's going to ha- it's, it's the right. potential to happen. Yeah. I think a lot of this is from people who probably didn't pay enough attention uh, right. to their own thing. Uh, and so we won't necessarily throw the insurance under the bus. And we won't necessarily throw the advisor, but I think a good quality advisor is still going to really try to help you with this as well. Yes. Um, so it should I mean, have been explained more, maybe thoroughly upfront. So yeah, you understood. I, was just saying, I figured you, you know, would that. And the other part of that probably is, you know, they've, most of the clients that I've run into this scenario, I mean, they've had these policies for 10, 15 years, 20 years, True. Yeah. you know, so they, I've never had a rate increase or it's been these small, what, what's going on now? Yeah. Uh, you know, so all of a sudden it's this major, yeah, age. <laughs> age. You got over 60. Um, all right. Fees is another one that pops up when it comes to the fine print, uh, the fine yes. print fiasco, maybe if you want to call it that. Uh, the fees in this annuity, for example, right. um, are higher than what I was led to believe, right? That to me comes back to not really, A, uh, understanding the product that you're being sold and choosing to purchase and, and, and also on the person who maybe didn't sell it to you properly. Yeah. And again, this is something I think really comes back to that person, that the, the advisor that's selling it, making sure they understand. Most of the time there's fee dis- disclosures where you've got to right. go through, here's the fee, sign clients off on it. And they might not remember it, right? So you've got to come back sure. and say, well, here, we've had this discussion, but understanding how that fee is calculated too, because I mean, there's, there's the fee, but then how it gets calculated, especially on annuities, you know, the variable right. annuities, there's a lot more fee, yeah. fees in them and how they're calculated can dramatically change because it can be, the fee can be calculated on one value, which might be higher, but then that comes out of the actual account value, which is lower. So if you yeah. look at the fee to the account value, it's a lot higher percentage than maybe what you're thinking. Yeah, and the variable one, so I think, it's, is one that burns most people too, and that's where yeah, that variables are, are where most and it's of the right fees there. Are. It's there. I mean, you you know, it's, if you don't think about it when you hear the term variable, I feel like again, it's kind of on us as the consumer uh, to not right. be upset about the fine print when you didn't think this through. Yeah, and I mean, other types of annuities, the the fixed type typically don't have 
as many fees or they've got right. a, a lower right. fee structure. Yeah. But again, there's a fee. I mean, there's a lot of ways that insurance company can get a fee, right? They can yeah. get a fee by physically charging it. And the variables have to do that because they're not managing the investment side of it. So that's the only way they get revenue. Yeah. Fixed companies, they they can have lower fees, but they're making money on your money in the back end. Right. So I mean there there right. might not be a fee, but it's going to still cost you somewhere. You know, so don't go into thinking, oh, this one's not, you know, there's no fees to this one. It, this is better because that one's got a fee. Well, well no, insurance yeah. company's making money somewhere, right? You just got to understand yeah. it. You know, and anytime and, and again, I hear that there's no fees, I'm like, come on, yeah. really? Like, yeah, this you know, is it's not, like, a, you know, no one does this for free. Uh, people it's like all these no, no fee for trades, you know, we can you yeah. know, open up this brokerage account. There's no fee for trades. Okay. That's they, yeah. they're not charging you the fee there, but I guarantee you they're making money somewhere because how are they running all these ads, you know, right. Super Bowl ads cost how much, yeah, you know, and they're running what, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, they're making money somewhere. Yeah. Understand where they're making it. This one's kind of interesting. Um, this mutual fund I had my eye on did really well for a number of years, but once I got into it, it tanked. <laughs> I don't know if that's reading the fine print or just bad luck or bad timing or what, but uh, I mean, that's kind of the nature of investing though, isn't it? I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, the, the fine print there is everyone's favorite term, right? Past performance is no guarantee right. of future yeah. results. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's generally not that fine of print. That's usually pretty, pretty bold. front and center at the bottom. Yeah. But yeah, don't, the, the biggest, um, I don't want to say error, but I mean, the, you know, on this, I would say that oh, the onus is on the consumer. You know, sure, don't yeah. buy an investment by looking at its performance. That, that's where you're going wrong right up front. And that because, sounds weird to people, Phil. It sounds yeah. weird. What do you mean? Well, I, I shouldn't say only on performance, right? right? I mean, yeah, you have to look at performance, obviously. It, it's yeah. ha it has to have performed and, and done what you expect it to do. But that's but, why that past performance disclaimer is there. Yes, it exactly. Is, it's the volatility. It's the nature of the beast. You know, so I mean, if you're buying into the you know, S&P index fund thinking, just looking at the last 10 years, you're like, oh, this right. is a great investment. You know, and if you bought in in December of last year, now you're down 20 plus percent thinking, what in the world just happened? This thing's averaged over that time frame, you know, 12, 14 yeah. percent, whatever it has. Right. You know, now I'm down 20. What's going on? Well, it's, well the, the 12 you years look ago. at a long enough history, number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. And, and things just slightly changed. Oh, I don't know, since 2020. Right. So, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, it did great for 12 years because the market in general did great for 12 years. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think this one kind of falls into that. Um, it's the nature of investing. So, you know, it's the nature of investing. And, and again, the, the advisor presenting it, if they're working with an advisor, should be so, showing both sides of that equation. I mean, it's, sure. you know, when we're working with clients, we're not just showing, well, here's, you know, the last 12 years. Well, here's the market, both sides of it, right? To, yeah. to get the true picture of an investment, you have to see it in both sides of a market, that bull and that bear market. Yeah. Because we're going to experience both. It's just yeah. what investing, you know, what investing is about. So. Well, we, we actually did four with one. So I'm going to just go right to the last okay. one here because we basically talked about insurance on both sides of it, whether it be life or and or long term. Um, yeah. so let's go to another one that we don't see. Uh, people maybe don't see as much because not everybody has one. But uh, for those that do, uh, let's talk about a REIT for a minute. So and sure. I'll have you refresh people on what a REIT is. But um, the, the statement will be, well, I got into this REIT because it was a good investment, but I, I need my money back. And, I, and right. they tell me I can't get it. And it's like, well, that's in the fine print, but it should have all, it's probably also actually just more than just the fine print. It's kind of the nature of the animal to realize Absolutely. 
you can't just pull, I mean, if you want to be cheesy with the analogy, you can't just pull money out of the brick, right? So, right. You know, so explain what a read is and then why you, you can't just get your money back right away. Yeah. So, I mean, there's two, two sides to the read. So a read is a, a real estate investment trust. In, um, and there's public are, and private, right? I was going to say, there's publicly traded ones, which, yeah, that's like any other security. You can get your money out at any point in time based on what right. market value is. You know, it goes up and down. You can trade it daily. Right. A, a, this one. is this is referring more to what's called a non-traded REIT. And, and okay. a lot of times that's maybe where a REIT starts. And typically that's when they're first raising funds, right? So they're they're raising capital to go like invest. a shopping plaza or right. Something. So it might be exactly a shopping center read or you know, might be a hotel read okay. or something of that nature where it invests in a specific um, segment of the uh, real estate industry yeah. and it raises capital, it invests, it improves at some point that capital raise stops. And again, this should have been a discussion up front that to let you know here's the phases, here's the typical timelines. Okay. You know, the, the challenge with a non-traded read is there is no specific timeline. It, it is at whatever point it becomes traded mm-hmm. that there is liquidity because that's really the only time you're able to get your liquidity. Now, there are a few features in a non-traded read where you may be able to get certain parts of the money back. A lot of reads will have a redemption feature, okay, uh, but it's not a guarantee, you know, and it's going to be a small percentage and they can actually shut that off. Because to your point, I mean, if they're investing in real estate, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, if, if all these investors want their money back, they can't just go pull the money out of that real estate. It's right. invested in a hard asset. Yeah. So to and get the money to back, the they got to sell it, which yeah, isn't right. part of the plan. Right. So understand, you know, how it fits, where it fits, if it fits going mm-hmm. in, um, don't get surprised by it. it to, to, you know, this one, I would say probably more falls back on an advisor. Maybe they didn't explain it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, and unfortunately, in the heyday of REITs, the, the hold period was pretty quick. I mean, there were REITs that they would raise capital, close, you know, and within a couple of years, they were liquid and, and doing it again. That's very, very oh, unusual. Yeah. You know, a lot of times non-traded REITs are five to seven years, maybe longer. Is that a little bit more like uh, areas, you know, growth expansion based on an area, you know, yeah. kind of bo- booming, if you will? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, ultimately, the REIT is simply trying to package all this real estate together. Their goal at some point is to either list it directly on an exchange, yeah. or a lot of times they end up merging with another REIT or get acquired by another publicly okay. traded REIT. Yeah. So you you trade shares, right? You you change your shares and in, in XYZ REIT that was a, a non-traded REIT for ABC REIT, who is now a public REIT. Now that you have those shares, you can trade gotcha. them. Okay. So that's kind of yeah. the, the more common liquidity event, they call it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so our, our lesson basically today is just, you know, look, regardless, we should all be reading the fine print. I get it that some of this stuff is incredibly long, right? With various yes. different things. Uh, but that's where I think it comes back to, look, I've looked this over, but there's a few things I'm not clear on, or can you explain this to me a bit better? I think that right. still does fall back on us. You know, uh, we could get into the conversation about, you know, the, the college loans. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Well, I didn't realize the loans were, you know, structured this way. And it's like, then why did you take it? Right? Right. Why didn't you work with someone who didn't, you know, explain it better to you. So I, I still feel like at the end of the day, as the consumer, we've got to do our diligence. But I think working with a professional who's taking the time um, to explain yeah. it to you is, is key. So any investment has a pro and a con. You know, I mean, if 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 you're only ever presented the pro on anything, you should stop yeah. and start asking a lot of questions because yeah, it, there's risky. no investment out there that has only pros and no cons. 
Yeah, you're always like going to have to give up something to get something. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, I got some swamp land to sell you down, right, in, you know, right. somewhere down south. But it, yeah, it's not. There's never the perfect investment, so to speak. It never has any downside. It's all this upside potential, right. you know. Yep. So read the fine print, try to understand the product that you're getting into as best you can, and then ask for, you know, just clarification on this with the professional that you're working with. And if you're not getting that A from that professional, maybe seek advice someplace else, what yep. I think would be a good recommendation. Or B, if you're not working with one at all, you know, you don't know this. You don't do this stuff every day, folks, you know. Yep. So definitely go you don't out. know the questions to ask or how things work. Yeah. Ask, right? So go talk with somebody. And honestly, that's the point of why we do our show and, and many mm -hmm. others. Many financial advisors, I just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's Everybody does a podcast nowadays or whatever. And it's not just to get clicks and views because that's really not, you know, what we're after. It's really right. to share the content so that you say, hey, you know, I need to work with somebody and I like this Phil guy or I like X, Y, or Z person because mm -hmm. they they just resonate with me. And that's kind of the point of sharing the information from, you know, all walks of life that, you know, whether it be doctors or whomever does, everybody does a podcast now. So yep. I think that a lot of times that's just, just there's the, uh, I think the reality star or the YouTube star aspect of doing shows. And then I think there's the, Hey, yeah. this is what I do. If you need me, I'm it's here. Education. Yep. yep. Yeah. And I think that's where we fall into or, you know, for, for your, for your program. Absolutely. That's the whole goal of this is that educational side. And, you know, at some point it, we find people that, that fit, right? There's a good connection. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've been able to answer right. some questions generally online and, and we can take another step from there. So, which yep. is great. That's awesome. That's the point. So there you yep. go. So do yourself a favor, read the fine print. And if you got questions, reach out to Phil or any qualified professional. Of course, Phil is a CPA and a personal financial specialist. So make sure you give him a jingle. Stop by his website, philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time right here on the program. This has been Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.